Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice podcast. Uh, We have our first full session today. We're pretty excited about it, and we thought we would do an introduction of all the players. Again, my name is Mark. I'm going to be playing Hup Bottomsworth. Uh, I am Chris. I am playing Jethal. I am Brian. I'll be playing Aether Solaris. I'm the other Chris, and I will be playing Tegan Stumbleduck. And I am Tony, and I will be the Dungeon Master, or Game Master. All right, well, let's get this thing started. I think we've kind of done, you've, we've done a session where you guys heard uh, how characters rolled up. Again, this podcast is about uh, Pathfinder 2.0. Um, we thought that it would be kind of interesting to have a podcast that was based on a newer game. We're all new players to the game, and Tony is a new Dungeon Master to the game as well. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy the enjoy the podcast and you will subscribe and make sure you get all the future episodes. So Tony, let's kick it off. All right. So we're going to open on a quiet village. We'll look over and see uh, thatch rooftops, grassy fields, and uh, well-worn dirt paths throughout the city or throughout the village. Uh, we hear gentle bleeding of sheep being herded. Uh, a sound of a blacksmith working metal somewhere in the distance. As we look further into the village, we hear children laughing and playing. Finally, we settle on seeing a small house. An older, robed man, uh, approximately three and a half feet tall, approaches the house, holding his hand out and knocking on the door. uh, Hesitates for just a moment and then knocks again. Shortly after that, a human opens the door. The robed figure pulls back his hood, revealing himself as a gnome, who the human recognizes as his teacher, Master Ganthus. Um, Hup Bottomsworth, I have great need. As one of my favorite students, I think you'll be well-suited to meet it. Spectacular. I'm always interested in what you have. So, I had a disturbing vision last night. I cannot fully explain it, but Hup, I need you to go and meet with one of my old friends. Uh, he goes by the name Roddick Spireforge. He's a, a former, or is a dwarf uh, who formerly was of the Spireforge Mountains. Uh, I think he may be able to help you. This Roddick, where do we find this Roddick? Um, he will be, uh, he's in the city of uh, uh, Inconivus. Inconivus? And do I know where Incanibus is? You do not. Uh, you've never, you've never left the city uh, or the village here of Nick. Um, do I know the direction? Do I generally know where it's at? You, you've seen it on a map, so it's it's roughly to the west of here. Okay. Um. So, uh, I know that you were waiting to complete your final trials at. Uh, under my tutelage before you left, but I think you've more than proved your proficiency in your past lessons, so uh, consider yourself to have passed already. Well, I consider that a worthy compliment coming from you, you stingy bastard. <laughs> Get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, take the rest of the day... <laughs> Take the rest of the day today, sort out your affairs here within the city, 
And I will meet you tomorrow, and I can walk you out of town. Meeting me where? Here. I'll meet you here. All right. Um, But do you have any other questions for me before I take my leave? I do not. Very well. And so he turns around, puts his hood back up, and walks away. I exit. Yep. It's your house that he's at. He knocked on your front door. He knocked on my door. Yeah. Get out, you (laughs) (laughs) So he leaves my house. So I will just start uh, packing a bag, I guess. I've kind of got a go bag already, so I've kind of got things. I was already kind of getting antsy to move on, so I've kind of... There's not a lot of packing. I will kind of meet a few people in town that I need to finish up affairs with, and then I'll be good to go. And what was the guy's name again? Uh, the guy you're looking for? Spider Forge. Yeah. Roddick Spire Forge. Roddick Spire? Spire Forge. Okay. And this gnomish teacher of mine, he's... Advanced in age, you said he was old? He's an old, he's older. He's got um, kind of peppered black hair. Okay. So I am a, really an apprentice. I'm, in addition to being his apprentice, I'm also an apprentice to a local jeweler. So I'm yes. just, I've got to go kind of wrap up my stuff with him. Uh, maybe he made it into a journeyman type of level with him. Uh, I'm going to go to him and kind of give my notice that I'm going to be leaving and gone for a while. And what's the name of your jeweler teacher? Bob Smith. <laughs> All right, Bob Smith. So he's teaching you jewelry. Jewel, jewel, jewelry crafting. Yep. Okay. He, you walk into his shop and he's you know got uh, sort of a, a, an eyeglass on looking at something, kind of working on it. Uh, as soon as he hears the door open, um, he takes it off and goes, Oh, Hop, how can I help you? Hey, I just needed to let you know, Bob, that I'm going to be uh, leaving town here for a while, but I need to uh, wrap up some things. If you've got any other things you need me to finish, today's the only day you get me. Honestly, you've done a great job for me all along, Hop, so I, I don't think that there's anything I need your help with. Um, I'm, I'm sad to see you go. Um, I'll, I'll miss you. Well, you know, the... Uh Paths of ours will probably cross again, I'm sure. But uh, it, they could. I, I don't know. It's it's odd because no one. Those who leave rarely ever come back. The only person who's ever found this city on their own that I know of is Master Ganthus ten years ago. Do I know Master Master Ganthus? He's the one who knocked on your door. The teacher. I'll take better notes. What do I know about him? Like, other than he's my, t- my teacher. Um, Master Ganthus is a, uh, he's a, a spellcaster. Um, you not being well versed in spellcasting, what is your uh, skills as far as occult, major, arcane, and? I did not uh, take any occult. No, I do have. No, I have. I have uh, occultism. Do you have, is, you have it trained? I do not have it trained. No. Okay. Um, and Arcana, I have that trained. Have no, I, trained. No, I do not have Arcana trained. That's art lore. You do not have Arcana trained. Do you have nature trained? E, no. Do you have religion trained? Yes, okay. of course I do. So you know that <laughs> he is um, 
that Master Ganthus does use some divine magic, but he also uses other types of magic that are not divine. Okay. But I don't I know, like, is he a crazy person? Is he, is he, is he he's, like a... He's a master, your experience with Master Ganthus has been pretty well uh, positive for the most part. He, he's he been working on training you. Um, granted, this you're not... Um, you don't have the proficiency to be likely be a caster in his in his eyes, but he wants to teach you about just the world as a whole. And since he is pretty much the entire village's view of the outside world, because no one from the outside world has ever come to Nip before, people are born here, grow up here, and then leave. But really, there's there's not much in the way of visitors. Right. Um, and all trade pretty much happens internally within the city. But he's not seen. I mean, people know who he is because oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's well known. And so, but he's he's not seen as like a crazy person. He's well respected in the, t- in the community. And Very well respected. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it, he's unique in the fact that he came here from the outside and lived here. Okay. So I'm going to finish up here with Bob. Uh, all the rest of the took, you know, I will uh, take my, uh, you know, jeweling kit that mm-hmm. I have. Uh, I've got some other things that I've stashed here in the shop that I've, that he doesn't necessarily know about, but I've taken caution to make sure he doesn't know about that. Kind of back those up as well secretly and wrap up, you know, basically make it look like there's no trace of me ever having been here. Okay. As much as I can. Um, Bob also, you know, while you're packing that up, he gives you a few other um, just raw materials as far as, you know, just gemstones and stuff like that that, that are kind of uh, already pre-cut, but um, that you could probably use in fitting in, into something or another. Um, they're not, you know, he Bob doesn't have a lot of, like, high-value gemstones. They're, um, like, tends to be stuff like uh, obsidian, glass type stuff. Sure. Um, but uh, but he gives you a handful of things that, that he says you know uh, you know you've you've been an, an excellent apprentice and I think that you could easily go on to to make uh, quite a good living off of this so I wanted to give you at least a few things since you're heading out into the world uh, to at least get you started on your on your path. Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that, and uh, I kind of just instinctively kind of gauge the value of that just in my head. Kind of, yeah, looking at them, they're they're definitely worth a few gold. Sure. Which you know, considering the average person makes between you know, if you think of an average salary, um, the average person makes between one to two silver a week. So this is like you know, two each one of these is maybe two and a half months of salary for right. the average person. Okay. So you know, it's he's he's giving you stuff that's you know, it's not like. You're not going to be able to retire on it, but it's Absolutely. definitely, uh, you know, a, a, a sizable gift. Sure. Great. Well, Bob, thank you. From there, I'm going to go wrap up. Okay. Uh, talk to my parents just briefly, but not mention that I'm leaving. Okay. Uh, pack up a few things. What are your parents' names? I. They don't have names. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're mom, kind of mom, mom, bottoms mom and dad. And pop bottoms <laughs> Ma, Pa, I'm leaving. No, I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say I'm, I'm going for a little trip. Uh, uh, Master uh, Ganthus has sent me on a, a trip, and I'm going to be gone for a little bit. 
Well, uh, and they don't know really anything that's going on with me okay. for the most part. Um, Pop Bottomsworth uh, seems like he's uh, he's he's proud of you, and he kind of puts one hand on your shoulder, and he goes, "I know you'll do good up there." And Ma Bottom Bottomsworth is just kind of runs off. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Women." <laughs> <laughs> And she, she makes you a sandwich. So she, wants, she wants to make you a. Uh, she, she wants you to, to eat well on your on your de- on your trip. Excellent. I hope it's something good like mincemeat or <laughs> or uh, spam. Spam. Ooh, spam would be a great it, Ritz bits. Spam sandwich and Ritz bits. It's a mutton sandwich. <laughs> a mutton sandwich with Ritz bits. <laughs> All right. So, so I meet up with him. I kind of wrap things up that day. Go back to Master Ganthus. Okay. Um, and get ready to depart. All right. Um, you show up at Master Ganthus, and he's you know he's back at his, his school, and he's kind of working on teaching a, a lesson. There's another uh, young boy there, and he's you know sort of showing him a little bit about you know how to weave magic. Sure. And uh, the the young boy seems like he's able to now finally for the first time have some sort of a breakthrough. He like waves his hands and a tiny little spark appears in the middle of the air. And Master Ganthus applauds him very nicely, and, and he's, he's like, excellent job. Keep working in your practice. Uh, I'll be right back. And he walks over, he goes, hop. Are you ready to go now, or do you, do you still want to wait till tomorrow? This is tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize you went to sleep already. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had. I thought I kind of wrap things up, and the next day I showed up at his, okay. his, his place. Then, uh, right, yeah. so go. then he's like, all right, well, then he puts, at, at that point, he goes back to the boy, he goes, well, lessons are over for the day. Um, we'll resume tomorrow. And little boy seems a little bit disappointed, but he's, you know, excitedly kind of runs off back to his house. So, as you and Master Ganthus are walking along, um, you walk past all the, the, the different buildings in the village that, you know, you remember growing up, you were, you know, you'd pretty much lived here your whole life. Um... He goes, I know you've never never left the city before, but I want to prepare you for what to expect out there. Uh, As I'm the only person who has ever seen the world outside and returned, um, I want to let you know there's some great things afoot out in the world. Uh, When I was last there, nearly 10 years ago, there was a war between the orcs of the Spireforge Mountains and the humans. Uh, of uh, Inconibus. I don't know what happened between them since, but you may be aware, or I want to make sure that you're aware that you may be stepping into a world that's on the verge of war or possibly already at war. Um, But uh, Roddick, uh, you can find him in the city. Um, He runs a small shop called Echoes of the Past. Echoes of the Past. And, uh, do I have any sense of the world? Obviously, I've never been outside the world, but do I have a sense of the world? You've seen maps. Um, so, yeah. Some people do come back to Nipsk, but I've never really, have I interacted with any people like that? Not not really. I mean, there there are people who come to Nipsk, but the one really interesting thing about anyone who comes and visits Nipsk is they're always seem confused as to how they got there. Sure. Okay. And they seem to be sort of somewhat in a haze or... And I'm confused why I've stayed so long. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) 
But to you, it feels this feels like the right time to go. Right. I kind of have a, a, a feeling of being drawn from being drawn from the area. Right. So eventually, he leads you outside the uh, the, the city and or the, the village, and you you walk out, and he goes. You walk that way about maybe an hour or so, and you can kind of see just the tops of a few buildings and a little bit of smoke rising up into the the sky from there, uh, probably from chimneys and stuff like that. Um, Just over there, just over the hill is uh, Inconvis. So um, do you have all the provisions you need to make it there? Do you need anything else? Always have need for more supplies, anything you have to... Sammy, my journey is well received. Well, the only other thing I, I have for you, um, well, you have your weapons, right? Yes. That you've been training with. Absolutely. Um, kind of rifles through. And he goes, well, I only have, I guess, this. And he hands you a little ring. Okay. And uh, it has a picture of a wolf on it. All right. And he kind of gazes at the ring for just a, a short moment before handing it to you and says, reminds me of my vision. What vision is this? Oh, the vision I had uh, two nights ago. Um, what spurred me to, to come speak to you, it was, uh, I had a vision of a wolf. Um, it grew another head, which then began attacking the body, and then eventually that head separated itself, forming into another wolf, and then ran off. Kind of a mitosis thing going. Sort of, although I'm not sure what mitosis is. <laughs> <laughs> you need to read more. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't fully understand it. I suspect it probably means that there's some some sort of catastrophe developing um, that could have catastrophic consequences. Since um, the, the 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 nation that Economist is is commonly referred to as uh, the nation of the wolf. Gotcha. All right. So I kind of. T- but he hands you the ring. There's a tiny little wolf head on it. It looks like a, it's like a signet ring that you would be able to use to stamp wax yeah. with. So I'm gonna put the ring on. Do I feel anything? It's just a ring. It, it does not appear to. You don't feel anything changing about you. And I kind of just habitually kind of try to size up the ring. You know, value it. Kind of. It's it's made of a, a sort of a, a gold uh, silver alloy. Sure. So it's it's definitely a very nice ring. Um, it's probably worth a, a a good you know ten to twenty gold. So okay. this is you know easily a year's salary. Right. So I drop all the crap that Bob gave me because. <laughs> 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 this is way better. <laughs> and. Uh, Master Gantus waves at you, and you you wander off. And after after probably uh, you know good 20, 30 minutes of walking, you see Master Gantus turn around and go back into the village. Okay. Um, and then the an odd thing that happens that you happen to notice, look, you know, because you keep looking back, it's your home. Sure. Um, is that the village? The further you get, the less you can see it. Like it's almost fading. Like it's fading, but not like it's fading like. It's the further you're away from it, the less visible it is. Sure. If you were to, like turn around and start walking back towards it, it'd start reappearing. At okay. least it looks like that. But it's almost like a, it's like a mirage. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And is that something I expected to see? No. You've never left the city, so you okay. honestly had no idea to expect it. All right. Spectacular. 
And you get a far enough distance away, and you can no longer see it, even though right. you know exactly. You know where, where, I know where it's at. You know where it's at, but you can't see it. Do I have a sense of where I, where it is? Like, do I? Can I feel it's the right, city? It's right on a path. Can I, I feel the city, or is it just I know where the city? You know it. You, it's, there's no feeling of the city. It's, gotcha. it's simply you know it. All right. So this is about an hour walk to the top of that ridge, and yeah. I can look down and see the city of uh, of Incanavans. 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 Okay. So I'm gonna to head towards Incubus. All right. Um, the city uh, it's it's much larger in size than than uh, Nip ever was. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's you know it's you kind of feel like a a small fish in a big pond at this point. Sure. Um, but you walk into the city and. It's, you know, everyone's going about their business. Is it a walled city or is it pretty open? It is a walled city, um, but there are large gates and there there appear to be guards standing at the gate, but the guards don't seem to be checking anyone or just kind of letting people through. And okay. every once in a while, the guards, if someone looks suspicious, they'll walk up and talk to them, it appears. But right. there's, they're not, there's no like checks that are going on for sure. every person entering the city. Is there a lot of people coming and going? There's a fair amount of people yeah. coming and going. Uh, I'm going to ask one of the guards if he knows anything about the echoes of the past. Okay. Well, you happen to find an elven guard. Um, and uh, would you like to describe what your character looks like? Uh, yeah. Ithir is a uh, tall, a slender uh, elf. Um, he is a seer elf. Uh, but he has uh, brown hair with a top knot on and emerald green eyes. Uh, yes, of course, he's a guard. He's 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 garbed in armor and whatnot as a, as a city guard would be. Okay. Uh, we're gonna take a quick um, step back in time. So before Hup gets here, you are talking to essentially the the captain of your division of the guard. Okay. And he goes, so uh, Aether, first day on the job? No, no. I've I've helped out the guard a few times. Oh uh, well. Okay. Must be your first day officially as a garden then. Uh, I've been out and about for a while, so I've come back. Very well. Well, um, just wanted to welcome you here. Uh, it's it's great having you. Um, I, I know you, you seem to be pretty well accomplished with your uh, your prowess, so I'm, uh, I have no concerns about your ability to protect the city. Uh, I just want to impart on you um, the, the importance of being helpful. We've had a number of altercations where the guards have been a little bit uh, rough with people in the city, um, and we just—I just want you to know that it's—it's it's of utmost importance that people feel not only safe but welcome here. Absolutely. So, the tourist industry is a jeopardy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, but. Uh, we're, we're happy to have you. I'm happy to have you on my squad, um, and I hope this uh, goes well. So, uh, anyway, uh, about your day then. And All right. He kind of turn, turns on his heel and walks walks back to talk to another guard. And then shortly after that is when Hup uh, walks up and approaches you. Hup, would you like to describe uh, what your character looks like walking up? Sure. He seems merchanty. I mean, he's kind of a merchant, so dressed uh, in in pretty standard fair clothing. But not, not uh, worn clothes. Nice, but not too nice. Uh, pretty non, almost kind of a nondescript dress. Kind of like he blends in pretty well. Uh, uh, has a pack, and 
He's human, probably just under six feet tall, uh, medium build. Uh, eyes that are kind of blue, sometimes gray, sometimes, you know, it's kind of a kind of a blend of blue and gray and green. Uh, and dashing. Oh, okay, he's not that dashing. <laughs> yeah, it might be, it might be jogging up to the game. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's just racing as hard as he can. Uh, you seem somewhat attracted to him. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure why. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. So, back on track. Um, so, Hup approaches you in and uh, appears to want to ask you a question. Good afternoon, sir. I'm looking for a place called the Echoes of the Past. Do you know where it would be? I, I do believe I've heard of that uh, somewhere in the city here. Um, I'd have to try to recall where I've seen that before. Um, is this something that would ask the game master where where it'd be located, or you can just make up something? Kind of make up something, yeah. Okay. Um, I believe I've, I've seen that down towards the market quarter. Great. Well, I'm new to town. I'm from Nipk, actually, originally, and Nipk. I've heard of that, but I'm not sure where that's at. Not, not far from here, actually. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You've probably walked by it many, many times. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, you uh, will be able to go to the market quarter if you go down this street here, and then get down to the, the there's a main street down at the end here, and that will lead you directly to the market quarter right before the right before the palace area. Do you have any possible? Do you possibly have any laminated visitors guides that I could use to help my laminated? <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard of that term before, but. Um, <laughs> No, we don't have any uh, texts, unfortunately, but uh, people are generally helpful. Although I, I would suggest um, be, be, be wary of your pockets as, uh, you know, there is always miscarrants around that will uh, try to relieve you of any of your coin. Thank you. I will be, uh, will make, I make sure I watch out for those type of undesirables. Uh, as, as the two of you guys are talking, um, another guard happens to walk back up and goes, Hey, uh, what's, what's going on here? Is there everything okay? Uh, no, no, everything's just fine. This individual here is just looking for a place called Echoes of the Past. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I believe that is down in the market. Um, well, uh, Aether, if you want, you could escort him there, and that way make sure he doesn't, you know, he has a good experience and doesn't get lost. Certainly, I can absolutely assist, but I think my shift was about to end anyway, so I would be willing to help you with that. Spectacular. This guard that was leaving us is his, uh, um... Coin pouch visible, or uh, I mean, he probably has some sort of a pouch on, on the side. Whether or not it has coins in it is difficult does it to tell. Seem like yeah, I couldn't tell from a distance or from what, where I'm at. I, if I'm, I'm checking, I'm obviously assessing who he is and what he's kind of. He appears to be a town guard. Um, yeah. He's wearing, uh, you know, kind of the, the red and green, uh, you know, colors of the the nation. Yep. Um, he is wearing. Uh, but appears to be chainmail uh, with a little chainmail coif over his head. Sure. Um, he has a spear by his side, um, and uh, the the guards all each seem to have their own armaments. Right. It doesn't. He doesn't like, seem wealthy at all. But he's just. He does of, not seem wealthy okay. at all. He looks like he's he's a, a guard. All right. So I and and not not and not even a guard of anything like of essential. He's more just you know he's manning the gates essentially. Sure. So I really have. I mean, I assess that and. That's fine. And 
disinterested at that point. Okay. So we head back down to the Echoes of the Past. All right, let's, uh, we'll, we'll head down there. I escort him down towards the market area. Uh, happen to tell him, you know, now Echoes of the Past, I believe it's not on the main drag. It's just off the market here and in, in one of the side streets. So we'll need to go down into this, this alley over here um, and to find this area. But uh, certainly it's this way. So you're, are you originally from the area? No, no, I uh, take, take a guard job here and there to help uh, pay for my travels. Where are you from originally then? Uh, failed Dune. Okay, I've never heard of that. I've seen it on maps, I believe. Yes, it is. It's it's a, it's so the the nation of the wolf is kind of in the the southern central area of the continent. Uh, Faeldrun is the area directly to the east. Um, so it's it's kind of a it's the the eastern south, southeastern corner of the the continent. Okay. So we just kind of do little chit chatting. I'm assessing him as well. Does he seem like he's wealthier? Does he seem? Um, more commoner, more wealthy. Um, I don't know. If uh, there, feel free to correct me otherwise. But he's, you know, I would guess you're probably pretty uh, standard. You're not. You're not poor, but you're not wealthy. Oh uh, no, I'm definitely uh, uh, just a uh, mercenary that's trying to get by. Not not one that has great vast wealth. All right. Well, eventually you walk down. Uh, you you walk through sort of the. Uh, the, the temple district uh, past there and then eventually make it over to the market district um, and just off to the side uh, pretty much exactly where they explained it to you uh, it's kind of off the beaten path uh, a little bit down a corner um, you find a, a place that has a wooden sign hanging out above the door called Echoes of the Past this must be the place uh, yes it is <laughs> um, big sign <laughs> Is there, is there something you're looking for in particular? Is there an item that this uh, actually, sells? Or? I'm actually looking for someone called Roderick. Roderick? Roddick? Roddick. 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 Oh, okay. Is, um, is, is he the owner? You know, I'm not 100% sure. I'm just kind of uh, got some uh, information for him. Oh, okay. As you guys are having this conversation, a, uh, a small goblin uh, walks out of the store. Um, he has, he appears to be wearing leather armor. Um, he is, he has a sort of a brown checkered hat on, which has a bill on both sides of it. Um, and he seems to be scratching his chin. And he goes, do you guys know anything about this place? This echoes of the past? What other place would I be talking about? The, the city itself? Fair, fair, fair. Uh, can I get a uh, kind of a, a read of this guy? Like, why is he asking such, like, trying to uh, get a feel for Sure, one? you can uh, give me a perception check. Okay. Poor seven. Seven. Um, he appears to be, uh, he looks no. like he's, <laughs> no, he, he appears to be a, uh, he's definitely a goblin, uh, but he's, he appears to be like trying to investigate something. He's, he's asking questions of, you would almost guess that he was asking witnesses possibly of, of something that happened. Would I, uh, would I be able to t- infer, um, if he is, uh, like an official of some sp- sort or something? Give me a society check to see how well you know the different people in the city. Okay. 
18. 18. Uh, you've heard of this guy, or at least someone, at least that matches his description roughly, and never have met him in the past. Uh, but this is Investigator Teak. Investigator Teak. He's a oh. private investigator who goes and uh, tries to f- figure out what's going on with, in certain areas. Uh, generally, when he's around, something has gone wrong, but rumors are always abound of if he's the one trying to figure it out or if he's the one caused it. Sure. So I, I, I go, Investigator Teak, what, what are you looking for this, this afternoon? Well, uh, have a look for yourselves. He points inside, inside Echoes of the Past. We look right. inside, what do we see? Uh, so inside this door is just shelves and shelves lined with just lots of odds and ends, just trinkets. Um, and uh, it looks like a couple of the shelves have been completely knocked over. Trinkets have fallen on the ground, shattered. Um, it looks like there was some sort of altercation. The There's a, a counter where you would normally bring your stuff up to purchase it. There appears to be a large uh, uh, dent in it, possibly that uh, an axe had hit it at some point. Um, and there is no one else in the build, in the business at all. There's also, if you want to give me a perception check looking a little bit further, I can give you some more detail. 16. 16. You also, if you look around a little bit and find, you find a few blood spatters, uh, some in front of the counter and some on the wall behind it. I'm going to act like I'm very interested in this crime scene-esque, almost like I'm investigating a mm-hmm. little bit. Okay. Like, I'm going to try to take on the role of investigate the investigator type of thing, see if I get okay. any response back from uh, Mr. Goblin Boy. Okay. Mr. Goblin Boy. <laughs> That's what another calls him. <laughs> Is that a, do I need to do like a performance or a deception or a... So, okay, so uh, give me a quick explanation of exactly what you're trying to figure out and how you're doing it. I'm not trying to figure out anything per se. Okay. I'm trying to give him the sense that I'm also okay. investigating this information. That sounds like that would be a deception check. Okay. So that is a 24. Okay. So you are in it's investigator... A 20 with a 4. Okay. Yeah, investigator Teak uh, infers that you are a, a, an amazing investigator yourself. And uh, so he looks, he goes, ah, fellow investigator, are you? Uh, that might be exaggerating a bit. Well, did you happen to notice there was any points of the blood spatters in the wall? I did notice the blood spatters on the wall. And where where do you think that they came from? I would say definitely they came from a body. Wise deduction. <laughs> I too came to the same conclusion. I figured you must. <laughs> um, give me uh, another perception check really quick. Now, because I rolled a natural 20, there's an... There's an in- this rule set has got a weird thing about natural 20s. Right? Natural 20, yes. When you roll a natural 20, you essentially gain a plus 10 to the check, essentially, for determining whether or not it was a critical success. So that's really a 34, then. Really, you got a 34 against whatever his DC was. Okay, great. All right, so I'm going to do another deception check, which no, is... No, this would be perception. Oh, another perception. I apologize for that. That is a 18. Okay. Right? You get the feeling when you're you're you you pretty confident that you successfully bluffed Investigator Teak that you are an investigator. You kind of get the feeling that Investigator Teak has also been bluffing okay. and that he is an investigator this entire time and that he's just trying to essentially fake it. Sure, but, but yeah, <laughs> can't fake a faker. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, yes, and where do you, from the body? Yes, but look down at the floor. Do you think that came from the same body or a different body? I would definitely say that's the case. Absolutely. <laughs> what is this? Investigator. This, uh, this scene seems a bit troubling. Has this been reported to the magistrate? I have not gotten to that yet. Well, I was investigating. You're investigating, so you just happened to find this area. I did. I see. Does he seem blood splattered? Does he seem... Did... He has a small rag that has some blood on it, but um, you're not sure if that may have been from an altercation or if that he wiped some up so he could take some back with him. Sure, but he doesn't seem like he has... Any... He doesn't appear to have blood on him. Does he have any weapons on him? Uh, yes, he does. Okay. He has a dagger, and then he also has a uh, small hand crossbow. And there's no, there's no other... There's no body, there's nothing like that. There does not appear to be a body. Um, Do I feel like he's trying to deceive me when, when he's telling me these things? You can give me a perception check to try to try to essentially assess him. And I'm going to kind of give him just, up, up kind of nudges him and says, I've watched this guy a little bit. He seems yeah. disingenuous. Disingenuous? Okay, I got, I got an eight on my perception check. Not great. He does um, not, yeah, he does not appear to be all that... Uh, all that, you know, um, deceptive. He seems like he's honestly just trying to do, he, he stumbled upon the scene or he came to the scene because of a tip. I, you're not certain either mm-hmm. way, but he came here to try to figure out what was going on here. Okay. Uh, but with no, it, it, you don't get any ulterior motive out of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to investigate the area. If we, if we have blood spatters, then we would see a body or a person or anything. And we see anything of that nature in, in the the uh, shop. Um, you continue looking and you, you don't find any other hmm. uh, things. Um, eventually, after spending enough time looking, you do find uh, it looks like the, the dirt or dirt or dust on the ground has been disturbed. It looks like whatever was in here that was a body um, was probably dragged out. Um, and you kind of see some drag marks out in the street. Okay. Well, uh, if uh, Teak, Investigator Teak has not reported this magistrate, I should probably, it is my duty to report this, um, I should probably get back and uh, tell the magistrate and start an investigation on our behalf of the city immediately. I kind of want to see if, I'm just, I don't trust this guy, obviously, because I have reason not to trust him, because I trust no one. Uh, I kind of want to see if his knife is bloody. Okay. So do I do like a palm and object type check on that? Um, you're gonna try to, to, to steal from him? Not steal, just to draw his knife from him. Like I'm investigating, he obviously knows I'm investigating. So I want him to kind of- You want him to pull out his knife? I'm gonna pull out his knife, not to necessarily, because I've given him kind of a heads up that, okay. that he's not to be trusted. So I'm just gonna like casually kind of talking to him, like seems weird that you're in this building and, and then while, uh, maybe distract him and then try to pull his knife to see if he's got blood on his knife. Okay. Kind of as an investigatory type of uh, tactic. Tactic, yeah. Okay. And not being so, and not being sneaky around him, but definitely around the goblin. Got it. Um, yeah, go ahead and give me a thievery check on that. That is a 23. Okay. Well, you are pretty successful in getting the... Uh, the dagger off of his off of his pouch. 
Um, as you're doing that, you're, you're, you kind of quickly get it, and you're, you're distracting him, pretty much pay, spending all your attention on that. Um, and you look at the dagger. The dagger uh, does appear to have a little bit of blood on it. Um, at the same time, you hear a crash at the back of the store. Okay. Uh, and we're all, all three of us are here. You all three of you are in the store. Yes. All right. So I think I want to say what, what's your character's name? Ethier. 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 Did you hear that? I did. I will go investigate. That means great. <laughs> uh, as you guys are having this conversation, without being able to see it, something just whizzes past your head. Um, you it, you hear a um, well, it's 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 visible. It's blurry. No, it, um, it's it's blurry. So it go it, it goes flying past your head. It seems to have um, wings of some sort because you kind of hear rapid beating of wings, almost like in if an insect was the size of a small dog sparrow or chihuahua. Um, so yeah, <laughs> like running in, insectoid wings as it just flies past you. Oh, okay. Um, and it appears to be carrying something, one of the trinkets in the, the shop with it, with it, and it makes it out of the building. So wait, did it go within five feet of us? It went, <laughs> oh yes, it went within five feet of you. But Can we take an opportunity to attack on that? No, because it had surprise on you. I'm pretty perceptive. All right, give me, a, <laughs> give me an opposed roll. I'm doing for perception? Yes. 21. Okay. Oh, I get to do it. Okay, sweet. Uh, 12. 12. Um, it catches Aether completely by surprise as it goes past his head. Um, Hop kind of reacts almost in tandem with it, but just a hair too slow. Oh, damn it, Hop! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he gets out of the building. We didn't really see what he took or anything. No, well... It has, it's, it's, a, it looks, as you get, kind of get, get some distance on you, it looks like a mechanical dragonfly. Okay. Um, as it zips off into the distance, it kind of quickly crashes into a, uh, another passerby, uh, that's, that's going past, uh, an, an elf of some, some sort, and then crashes into him and then runs off again. We should go check on the elf that it ran into. Maybe there's fingerprints. Fingerprints and dragonfly, huh? <laughs> you, you go, you go and approach the elf, or he just happened to be walking by in the aisle. Yes, was he knocked to the ground? Uh stumbled backwards. He didn't fall so over. So he wasn't. He's not like some girly man elf that got knocked to the ground by a dragonfly. <laughs> yes, that accurate statement. <laughs> Would you like to describe your dragonfly? <laughs> I am not a girly man elf. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, I mean, I have kind of long, flowing, uh, kind of like a light blue hair, um, kind of a darker blue uh, eyes, uh, tall, you know, thin elf, I mean, as elves are, um, in uh, very nice, um, I guess, very nice robes. Okay. So he looks wealthy. He looks wealthy. Okay. Um, Watch your pockets. <laughs> and uh, I will. Yeah, you, you you go check on him. And uh, what do you say? Did you did you see that? Did he see it? Or did he, he just he get... saw it like as it hit it? 
Which way did it go? How would? How am I supposed to know? <laughs> well, it hits you. Yes. <laughs> and I am appalled that it would have hit me. <laughs> I'm appalled that it hit you too. But you slowed it down at least. Did I see which way it went? Uh, it kind of it, after it hit him, it kind of t- went back and then went up and over and off, uh, sort of off and then turned left. Gotcha. Um, it just didn't drop its little. It didn't drop its little thing. However, um, Jathal also notices that uh, something. He feels a little bit lighter. He had a necklace on and he doesn't anymore. Uh, yeah, because I was. That's what I was doing. I was checking myself, and uh, yeah. What? What? What happened? Who took it? I'm assuming it's the, that thing that just hit you, because it just stole something from the shop. I Did you see where it went? I was asking you. <laughs> I didn't steal his necklace, did I? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty we, good, we, but... Stealing a letter. To the best of your We must find this thing. I need my necklace back. So it went up and over the building? Is that kind of what it did? Uh, it kind of went up. It's not over the buildings. It doesn't seem like it has enough uh, lift to be able to get that high based upon the way it's been flying. Um, but yes, it went kind of around and banked around the, the corner. It went over J- uh, Jathal's head. Okay. But it's maybe at most 10 feet off the ground. Gotcha. I'm still trying to keep my eye on the investigator. Where is he right now? Uh, the investigator is chasing this thing along with you guys. Well, oh, he's he's running this. He's yeah. running as well. Great. Uh, but he's also chasing you because he wants his dagger back too. Does he know that I took his dagger? <laughs> pretty good on you, it. Well, you kind of sprinted off with it in his hand, and then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, you dropped this." <laughs> you should really get a latch on that. Um, yeah, I have no interest in the dagger. I give the I give the dagger back, but I'm just trying to see what. Can we can we pursue this thing or is it just so fast? That oh, it's right? not moving that fast. It it seems to be. It, if it was an actual dragonfly, it probably would be moving too fast for you to keep up with it. But sure. as a mechanical one, it appears to be able to, to make some distance against you. Okay, but or, or not able to make as much distance against you if you were to full on run. All right. Um. So so I, I I nudge you with my elbow and say, let's get that damn dragonfly and get your necklace back. Yeah. So we're going to pursue said dragonfly down said street. All right. We're going to pause on this for a moment. And meanwhile, uh, you... On top of the dragonfly. <laughs> <laughs> he may be a gnome, but he's not that small. Um, you had uh, had come to um, the city of Inconivus trying to look for answers, trying to... Yeah, learn a little bit more about your heritage. Uh, so, uh, as far as tracing your heritage, it all seemed to have led back here. Okay. Um, and uh, the, essentially, you were heading towards slowly but surely heading towards uh, the the place called Echoes of the Past. Okay. And as you as you're walking there, you hear uh, a voice in the in your in the sort of the, the right ear that says, "Hey, look at that." As you just see this mechanical dragonfly go right past, right past a whole bunch of people who are that apparently appears to be two elves, a human, and a goblin are chasing after it frantically. The goblin in the furthest in the back, um, and and it is that came right from the the store where we're going. Where do you think it's going? I guess we better check, but I don't. I'd really like to check on that on that artifact first before we go over there. Well, it had something in its hands. Look, 
Did it have one thing or two things? I had one thing, and then I had two things. Had one thing, then two things? All right, we gotta follow it. It's probably got one of the two. All right, um, so let's uh, let's hang back. I can see the goblin and keep up with the goblin pretty pretty well. It's probably up the same speed as I do. So yep. I'll just start running behind the goblin. All right. And so jog or whatever. Um. Let's, so you begin to take chase after the uh, the other group of uh, the five of you and whatever is on your shoulder. Um, Shut up, Snagel. <laughs> whatever's on your shoulder um, uh, begins talking to you and you begin to take chase. And we will wrap for, for there this week. Thank you for joining us for Paper, Pencil, Dice Podcast, a tabletop role-playing podcast.